0: In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague.
1: The Haagse Kracht, or the power of the people of The Hague, is a concept that Helene Vening has made her own over the years. Helene is a director of Duurzaam Den Haag, or Sustainable The Hague, and has spent the last eight years persuading local residents to take charge of their own living environment for a better and healthier city. From recycling your garbage, reducing pavement tiles and paving in your homes, introducing renewable energy and planting trees in the city, Helene has made a difference. Dutch Buzz regards her as a shining The Hague Pearl. Helene, on the eve of your yeah your departure from Duurzaam Den Haag, uh, what are still the most pressing issues here in The
0: Hague? Yeah, the most pressing issues on sustainability, actually there are a lot. But I think it's best to start in a daily life of people living in The Hague. And the most pressing issue is, I think... Um, People not having enough money to uh, pay their energy bills, and that's very much. We are we moved last summer from the center of the Hague where we had our office to here in Moerwijk, uh, and people have so many problems uh, in a social way, social economic way. Um, I think that's most pressing because everything starts with uh, chances, opportunities, equality in a city, and. The Hague is famous, in, not in a good way, for the division between the rich and the poor. Uh, the people who live at the right side of the Laan van Mierdefort and the people who live on the left side. And, that, and everything has to do with sustainability in that way. Because when we, when we go faster in the transition to sustainable uh, sources of energy, then we also solve this pressing issue of poverty.
1: Yes, you would have thought that the price hike, which has been enormous, would have given a, uh, your um, your mission quite a boost. But you've just pointed out that you know people are just not ready for it. Um, it's happened so; it's almost happened overnight. Uh, how are we going to cope?
0: Actually, I don't know, unfortunately, and I hope other people do know, but. Well, the best way is to get out of this is to, to fasten the transition to sustainable, renewable energy. And actually, um, I think that's not an, a, a matter of technical, technical uh, insights or money. We have a lot of knowledge, We have a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of money also these days. There are people in poverty, but there is so much money to invest and uh, large investors are looking for great projects and programs. So money is not a problem, neither is technological skill or uh, knowledge. What is the problem is how do we organize it, how do we play together to, and act together and cooperate to, to get this solved and to fasten the transition. That's, I think, the biggest issue and the biggest challenge of today.
1: Now, I think most people like, like ourselves, faced with these horrific um, energy bills, are, are, are now looking at alternative sources of energy. And I think everybody's really taken aback at the cost of it. Um, how can you still manage to persuade people to, to go that route? You know, the, the costs are enormous.
0: Well, I think it is an idea that is pretty fixed in our minds that this is very, very expensive to to change uh, your energy supply to sustainable sources, but I think that's not true. I think uh, that's the story, and we all know this, the, the 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 figures of I think twenty, thirty thousand euros per house, but I think it's easy to start. It's easy to isolate when you still have thin glass. That's the first thing you should do, and it it really repays itself. Is it a good English word? Well, you get your return on investment very quickly. And uh, so first try to isolate, uh, start with isolating your house. And almost everyone has something more that can be done. And secondly is uh, yeah, the solar energy or other sources of renewable energy. And I think also with the new government, they have a new coalition, paper or what do you call it the promises for the coming four years and they make a huge priority of isolation so there's coming there is a national isolation program in, in being developed and i think there will be a lot of money also invested to stimulate people to invest in isolation of their their their, their home
1: uh, are you not worried uh, that a lot of the money uh, will be deflected to military and defense issues now with the war in Ukraine? This is it not overshadowing a lot of the environmental issues and, and budgets for things like insulation and alternative sources of energy?
0: Well, I think that this new government has a sustainability high on the agenda and it is pretty fixed and, and giving a good position in the, in the new... Uh, uh, how do you call it, what they agreed upon for the coming four years. Um, and of course, they are also investing in, in military and de- defense. Um, and I, I do not know a lot about it, but I don't think it's a bad idea to do to invest on that too. But still, there is enough money left for. Um, for environmental issues and sustainability. I don't think the trade-off is defense or sustainability. And the the funny or actually the the pretty sad fact is that they are pretty much interconnected. We all know it now, after starting the war in Ukraine, the gas prices, they've gone sky high uh, as well as uh, gas for your car. So that has everything to do with, with each other. War and conflict and and climate and uh, environment. It's about resources uh, which are becoming scarce. And it's about also refugees. Because of the changing, uh, well, the, the hiding of temperature of the world, a lot of people are not able to to grow their crops anymore on the places where they live. And uh, the people, like, like in Australia, with the enormous rainfall last season, I think it's not very hopeful, but it's realistic, I think, to prepare for larger streams of, of migrants and people who have to flee or looking for other yeah, pieces of land in the earth to have more chances. You're coming to the end of your term
1: shortly yes. at Durazaam Den Haag. What w- would you reckon are some of your m- major achievements?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Actually, you're the first one because I'm still in office for eight more—no, eight more weeks. It's not so long anymore. But I, I stop here in June, so actually I, I'm not very much prepared to my farewell interviews yet. This is the first one, the first question I have on this subject. Um, I think and Den Haag has become an institution in The Hague. Uh, a lot of people know it. Uh, we we play an important role in. In, in helping communities and and people in the Hague and also the municipality uh, well to encourage people to live more sustainable and to uh, stimulate them with their initiatives and to help the government of the or the municipality with reaching people in neighborhoods like the neighborhood where we live in where we have our office now so I think we have we are very well we developed to be a trusted third party for a lot of different sort of people
1: and a big source of information
0: True, true yeah and 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 we have yeah we have a phone number and a, an internet website and, and a lot of people get informed about what they can do themselves uh, to make the city more sustainable yeah you
1: say what we can do ourselves i think you pointed out a hundred times, maybe more, how we are, all of us as individuals, responsible for um, our living environment right here in The Hague.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think that's also one of the things I did in the last eight years. Because a lot of sustainability or environmental organizations, they, they finger point to other people what they should do or they and 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 always the glass i don't know whether it's an english expression but in dutch you, say you have a glass which is half full or half empty but you can imagine some people always see half half empty glasses and you don't become very you don't get very inspired or happy by those people so i like to speak about half full glasses and that we are on our way and this morning i had a conversation actually with someone who is very much into the environment and he told me that he was going to cycle from Lisbon to The Hague, and I asked him, "How do you get to Lisbon?" And then he, he he was a bit ashamed. He said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to fly." know, I don't. And then I said, "Well, don't feel ashamed. You do other things." Mm-hmm. So I also think that there's always something which is not sustainable in our way of life. And we can finger point to that and say, well, that's not good and you should not eat meat and you should not fly anymore, but do what you can and, and celebrate what you do. And when you have this little thing done, try and do the next little thing. And by stepping on forward, you you, well, you pass miles, I think.
1: I think a lot of people just sit back and expect the state to, st- to sort it out. And as you point out, you know, we can all contribute in our way and... Um, Everybody should be aware of that. When I think of you, I think of all these pavement tiles that have been removed and replaced with plants, even trees.
0: Yeah, it's funny that that is your first thought, because yesterday, on the 22nd, no, the day before, we we started the season of the national, how do you call it? Nationale Kampioenschap.
1: Championship?
0: Yeah, the national championship. Um, Tile-throwing. Yeah. <laughs> Tegel-wippen in Dutch. Removing tiles and replacing it by plans. So we just started it and last year, in 2021, we won the, comp- the national competition. Where I think 80 municipalities they battled uh, for the title to, to become the champion. And actually, The Hague won. So we removed remo- 200,000 tiles into 2021. And this year our goal is 2000, no, 200,000, no, 215,000. So we are doing it again, and I think it's a wonderful campaign, because it's a campaign, but everyone can do it. So also for your listeners, everyone, in every pavement, also the public space, you can remove one and a half tile, get it out, this half tile you put, uh, how do you call it? Um, uh, vertical. Vertical, and then you put in sand or you no know, earth and plants and it is wonderful. And it helps a lot because The Hague is a very stony uh, city with a lot of tiles and a lot of, well, not very much nature in, uh, and not very much earth in, in, in especially some places yeah. like uh, Scheveningen, but also Transvaal and the city center, like the Grote Marktstraat. There's nothing, it's just stone. And when with, with, with these heavy rainfalls, we really have problems uh, for ourselves as human beings, when you, or as, as humans, you, you see you can hardly drive on roads because all of the water, but especially for nature when it is so dry. And on the other hand, when the, when the soil is so dry, then when there is rain, you get a lot of yeah, water. Mm-hmm runoff, and also in cellars, like in the Vogelwijk. People have a lot of problems with the cellars. And also here in these areas, with the the foundation of the buildings, it's too wet. So we have to adapt to these changes in temperature and these changes in rainfall and drought and and heavy rains. And um, yeah, removing tiles, is it seems small, but it's an essential, it makes an essential difference. And also for all these people who paved their gardens, I have seen examples you cannot imagine it people paving there it's not paving it's putting concrete in the front yard it happens i saw it. it's
1: just happened in front of my apartment building really? and i couldn't believe it they m- removed uh, a beautiful area of, of, of you know lovely flowers and shrubs and a tree and uh, paved it in
0: yeah and it's and it's a waste it's a waste for nature and for biodiversity and it is, it is the heat problem, we call it heat stress in the city. It's a, it's a lost opportunity.
1: Another thing I associate you with is the planting of trees. How many hundreds of trees are you responsible for planting in The Hague? Can you calculate?
0: I think last year we did, oh no, I don't remember, 15,000. It was the first year of campaign and it was really a, a wonderful operation and next year we do it better because the logistics they were pretty difficult because we promised everyone we bring your tree at home (gasps) yes actually we do that a lot of times we always bring we 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 make it people easy sometimes too easy so we we had all these people now i think it was 1500 yeah 1500 the goal was thousand and we made 1500 But 1,500 people, they received their tree at home in in, in little containers, so they could also go through the front door, through the hallway to the backyard. And people could choose from, I think, 10 10 types of trees, depending on what you have in your garden. Do you have a large garden, sunshine or not? And next year, now, uh, this year, we're doing the same campaign. At what
1: uh, time of the year?
0: I think the planting season is uh, now until, well, I think we start in, in autumn again, and then uh, in the early, uh, well, what is it, before March it has to be in the soil. So I think it will be October. So keep um, in touch with us, even if I'm not there anymore as the director, but there will be a, a good new one, I, I, I'm sure of that. But these compa- campaigns, they continue. So in. in after summer we start again campaigning, look at the website and if you want to treat, and just say, hey, please.
1: These environmental issues are not
0: always that easy to
1: sell to the public. Uh, how did you go about it and, and what might have been some of the, the hurdles that you had to remove along the way?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Actually, what we, we did develop more and more is an approach to activate people as do something have. so we distinguish different groups of people and actually we worked with an innovation model of Rogers a lot of people know it from marketing you have the early adopters you have the early early majority and the laggards laggards are people they don't go they don't do anything well maybe when when everyone else has has it they say well now now i have to do it too and the early majority we started with them those are actually mostly men white uh, the, the three double income, kids out of home, 50, 55 years old, and then they say, oh, I'm I'm going to do anything. And you don't have to tell them what to do, you only have to say them, well, this is what you can do, and, well, they, they go. But the, the early majority of people, they, they think differently. The people like in, in these neighborhoods, they think, what's in it for me? So we made a move, also in these eight years of me being here in office, is uh, refocusing from the early majority of, of, more to the early majority of people. And it also was a total different message. Because I remember our first interviews were on the en- energy burst, mm-hmm. some, some, yes. some, yeah. And that was, well, mostly for the, for the innovators, for the people who do by themselves. But the message, message is totally different. So we tell them now, well, you want to save energy, you don't want to save energy, you want to save money. That's what's in it for you. And in these neighborhoods here, if you save energy, you have more money at the end of the month to do th- things that you like. So that's a major difference. And that's, I think, the future also. When I look here in the neighborhood where we are, I think we should not bother these people who are actually... A lot of people are surviving, really, having uh, well, a shortage of money at the end of the month. And I heard stories that people say, well, I was talking to someone of an insurance company uh, the, the, for care, a care insurance company, he said, well, we have something in common. Poor people, they pay the energy bill one month and, and the insurance bill the other month. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's true for a huge population in The Hague, which in my bubble, in my private bubble, I, I, don't, uh, I don't meet them often, but in my work, I, 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 well, we have office here. So it's very important to offer these people, to do not bother them with the energy transition, but make sure that they benefit from it. And I think that also the, 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 the municipality, the, uh, the, the people in governance here, they can, can combine s- these things much more. So create jobs, we need them in the transition. And these people need it to give a future, to, to have, see a future for their children, and to have income, to survive.
1: Yeah, so you see it as a, a win-win situation yeah. uh, in the ideal world. In the ideal world, yeah. yeah. You, I think I don't know if you invented it, but um, in the early years, the uh, Haagse Kracht. Yeah. Is it still yeah. out there? Is it yeah. still doing stuff?
0: Yeah, I think I did not invent it, actually, because it was, it was there already as a campaign when I came. Um, but it, I think I continued it until the day of today, and I hope my my successor will also continue it. Because for me, this is the essence of of sustainability uh, improvement in a city. And Haagse Kracht, for me, it's also very personal, because I, I strongly be- believe in the power in everyone, not only you and me, or educated people, or people with well, the good statistics. We had the book of Luyendijk with the seven finkjes. I don't know what his checkbox is. People heard of, probably. But I believe in the power of everyone. Even if no one sees it, people have power. And people, And when we bring this power together, then we can change it and then, some hap- then something happens. And I really love the campaign of Haagse Kracht because everyone can help. And it's also the motto of the international uh, climate movement. When you have to change everything, you need everyone. And and that's what I try to do here too. And I like it. It's positive. It doesn't discriminate between, between people. Everyone has something to bring.
1: What do you feel is your legacy at Deerzaam Den Haag? Tough one,
0: eh? oh, that's, you should You should ask other people what do they think my legacy is. I hope my legacy is um, about, what is the, the English word? Humanness, menselijkheid, make it Make it humane. We are people, we are not actors, we are not professionals. We are people of flesh and blood. We have children or we are children of someone and we all are. And um, that makes all of the difference when you when you interact with each other as humans and see the, the, the things you have in common instead of the things in which you uh, well, are different. And especially do not behave as professionals because it's is nothing. I want professionals to be humans. I want uh, the, the, uh, counsellors to govern the city as if the city w- was their child. That's what we want and that's human, that's ordinary life. And not concepts and policy things. and yeah. So what's going to be
1: your next step?
0: That's a good one. Actually, I don't have a new job offer or, or something, but I had something I have something I work on on the side of Düsseldorf for a long time already. so I always have my Friday off to work on this project. And actually, it has to do with this. It's about humaneness and bringing that into politics and public administration. Because I think, and the funny thing is, I'm not alone in that anymore, actually. I'm accompanied by, by intellectuals who say, this, say, the say the same. Jan Rotmans, actually one of the major transition thinkers and intellectuals in the Netherlands, he says we need personal transformation in order to transform our society and our system. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm starting my enterprise, and it's about, with some, some partners... And I have half of a half year to develop it. And we start with assignments and small projects. But it is about developing consciousness and personal development in order to, say, to serve the public for the public good. Because I think a lot of people, it all comes down to what do you bring to the world. And it, it is funny because it's, there's a comparison with the Haagse Krach. There are so many politicians and also people in governments who leave a part of themselves at home. In the morning they get up and have have, uh, have their, their total human being with a partner or children. And then they put on their suits and they leave a part of themselves home. And then they go to jo- to the work and to the office and they come back and then that part is there again. But we need that part for the public good. We need that from our public servants.
1: I think we just saw it reflected in the local elections where uh, the city parties basically won the most seats and not yeah. the national parties who people feel are no longer um yeah no longer relate to the man in the street
0: yeah that's exactly it people do not recognize themselves they don't find themselves heard by them because it's the distance is too big and i think it's it's everywhere in the netherlands all municipalities in the hague especially that the local, the local political parties, that the, the human, the people who can relate to the human people, or the humans, for what is, what is in your daily life, well, they won the elections. So I think that's of, of utmost importance. Now, I asked you earlier to bring along something off your desk,
1: something off your bedside table and a photograph that's uh, precious to
0: you. What have you got for us? Something from my bed. I have a crystal near to my bed. I don't know. Sometimes I sleep with it, and it brings some clarity. I hope in the night because I think it's important to have your have your your your, your view broadly broad and uh, to be clear. And um, that also has to do with my my new enterprise to have your conscious as wide and open as possible. So that's one thing, the, the crystal of my, uh, my bedside table. And from my desk, it's really funny, I really like walking in nature, and I always find these, these these uh, how do you call it, from snails, these houses yeah. of snails, empty houses of snails, and I collect them, and I love it. Actually, I'm a Buddhist, so we love, Buddhist love uh, emptiness and that nothing is what it seems and that we have all these thoughts so for me that's the symbol of the empty snail house and also the other thing is that you can be at home anywhere that you don't have to well to be too fixed to what is here if you have well if you have yeah, yourself like a snail.
1: that's pretty minimalistic mm-hmm. although they do say nature doesn't like a vacuum
0: yeah, that's true, but I think there's a difference between emptiness and void, mm-hmm. mm. true. so that's maybe the thing. Yeah. Now we've come to a photograph that's precious to you. I don't, actually I don't have very much pictures in my house. I have pictures of my children and I have pictures of my parents. And I'm always dreaming from this picture wall in my when I get in home, in, 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 when I come home, that there is, are all these pictures of all these wonderful travels, or sometimes I, I, I wander through nature, and then I have this series of mushrooms or sunsets, but I don't have them. So I have four pictures. And so there's a, there's a wall to
1: be filled in your life one day.
0: Maybe that's something I can do after I am uh, I finished here and before I start working for my f- my own enterprise full full swing, start my picture wall. Yeah. Are you a photographer? No, but I like it. My son is very funny. He's 13 and he makes wonder. He takes wonderful pictures just with his iPhone, and we inspire each other sometimes. We were in Paris in the last holidays in in autumn, and then we found ourselves and each other on Pere Lachaise it's a big uh, well wonderful what is this a graveyard with all these famous people mm. buried there and we were just only taking pictures of leaves with drops on it and the light through the trees so yeah I like it I'm not a very good photographer but I really like it
1: yeah I can see you doing more of that in your in your new life yes maybe. well Helen, it's been wonderful talking to you and uh, I'm gonna miss you on the sustainability scene because we've been doing this right from the start, it seems. The director of Duurzaam Den Haag, or Sustainable The Hague, and the Climate Fund here in The Hague. Dutchbus wishes you all the best in the future and do keep us posted. Whatever you're gonna be doing, I'm sure it's gonna be really interesting.
0: Thank you, I will definitely. Dutch Buzz is where you meet the Hague's movers and shakers. 100% den